Yeah. You've been coming around to this fire for a while now. Welcome again. I know. I haven't lit it for a while. Just the way things go in life. But you know, I think I have to be honest. I mean, being that I'm your reality scout, I guess I owe you that. When I started this podcast and this blog, it was out of the desire to wake people up to a coming reality. To give hope to people that were feeling the effects of a culture that was being destroyed just a little bit at a time, right in front of their eyes. I mean, hope was being siphoned out of our psyche in little dribbles. Self-hatred was being injected almost systematically. And our once proud and powerful civilization, civilization has been steered slowly down the path of destruction. I could kind of see it coming. I was watching it happen. My job was really simple then. I endeavored to point out the signs of the secretive demolition that was going on and put a reason to everyone's feelings of enemy that had become so common amongst the common people. You know, the young people are going like, well, what's the point to anything? The old people were going like, what did I work so hard for? It was like the central point was always under attack. In my role as the Enomic Ranger, I could also plant little seeds of truth that showed that this destruction of Western civilization was, it was not really an accident. I mean, there were some things that happened here and some things that happened there. Almost like erosion on a river, you know, you kind of expect where the river takes a bend it's going to start eroding the soil out from underneath it, and then it'll, all of a sudden a bunch of it will just fall into the river. Kind of like that. But maybe a little more planned than that, even. My entire message could be summed up almost in one sentence. I mean, it was like, wake up before it's too late. See what's going on. Understand what they're doing. The other task I took up was to point out that the old paths had been rolled back. Now, you might not understand the concept of rolled back. This is a term that uh, I've heard and seen used and know exactly what it is. You see, in this part of the world, especially in the last few years, we have what they call resource roads. So if somebody wants to drill an oil well or, or get some timber, they have to build a road because trucks need to roll on it. So you build a road and you extract your timber, you extract your ore, you extract your oil, but when it's all said and done and you're not using that road anymore, there are laws in place that say that road has to be rolled back. So what they do is they, when they clear the road, they just pile all the brush and rocks and everything on both sides of the road and they just, they build a road, they put in a road bed, they gravel it, they do everything, but they leave all that brush and rocks and whatever on the sides. And then when it's time to shut the road down, they haul all that back out again, all the, the fill and the gravel and everything. And then they go into those brush piles and they go into those piles of rock and they just, they push it back over so that space can never be used as a trail ever again. I think it's a stupid thing. 
I think if a company builds a road that even if it eventually grows up to trees, at least, you know, if you had to get in there for fighting a fire or something else, that road would be there. Why destroy infrastructure? But anyway, that's the, that's the rules and that's how we do it here. And that's what I mean by rolled back. Just so much junk put on top of where the trail was supposed to be that even a moose couldn't walk down it. But you know, that was the very first job that was taken up by those who are working to destroy our society. It's to cut people off from the old roads, the old trails, the old beliefs, the ideas and the convictions that made our civilization proud and strong and free. To point out that those old paths of faith and conviction and to put folks on them motivates me to continue writing and podcasting. Oh, it's a tough trail now. It's tough sledding. you got to, you know, these trails, these old roads, they've all been rolled back. Hard to get down now. But their destination is worth it. I always felt that if I could encourage even one person, then all the work that I put into this would be worth it. I have a lot more to say to you, so... But wait, just first pull your seat a little closer to the fire because, well, it's getting cold and dark out there. You have found the frequency of the Enemy Patrol podcast. Please stand by for new directions. Over. All right, this is a big announcement. I have a new format. Woo! Yeah. Yes, I do. We are starting season two, folks. I wish I had something better to, you know, point to season two. Like I always planned when I went to season two, I was going to change the artwork on the website. I was going to change the look and the sound and the whole nine yards. I was going to be so much better. I figured, you know, 21 episodes in, I'd be so good by now. But anyway, I just seem to be able to just get the message out. And that's the most important thing that's going to change with season two. See, I'm going to change the format and what we talk about a little bit. And I'm going to call it season two. But guess what? I'm going to keep the cheesy cowboy music. And I like my pirate adventure endings as well. So I was going to change those and find better music, but better endings. But you know what? I think there's enough change going on in the world. I don't think we need to change those simple little things like that. But I don't know. I suppose you could always write me an email. I guess first I should introduce myself. I am the Anomic Ranger, and this is the fire of the Anime Patrol. I'm your very own reality scout, and as your scout, I give you information that you can use as you move ahead in this adventure called life. But you are the general on this campaign. Ultimately, you have to make the decisions. All I do as a scout is give you ideas and the lay of the land, and you can use my reports or don't. I just tell you what I see. If you want to know a little bit more, you can subscribe so you don't miss one of these reports. Um, you can also take a look at my website, anomicranger.com. And if you want to send me an email direct, you can, or, or should say, if you want to send me an email on the site, you have to do so on the contact portion of my website. 
or you can send me one direct. Just animepatrolhq at yahoo.com. That's anime with an IE, patrol, HQ, all one word, at yahoo.com. And if you like what I write your podcast, well, then give me a good rating. Subscribe to it, comment, but most importantly, share with somebody. Somebody that maybe is wondering what the heck's going on. You can say, well, I was listening to this guy. He's a little out there, but I feel better after I listen to him. I know I've had people write to me and say that, so I'll go with that. I'll take that. Anyway, so yes, this is going to be season two, and I'm just introducing it. It's This one is still season one, episode 21, so we made it 21 episodes in season one, but you know, I think i gotta, I got to make some changes. So what changes am I going to make? If I'm not going to get rid of the cheesy cowboy music... And I'm going to keep the, the, the pirate adventure ending. Well, then, you know, like what actually are you going to change? Well, it's actually an important change because somehow things got really, really real in the world and things are moving ahead at such a fast pace. I cannot be subtle anymore. I think it's in my nature to be a little bit subtle, but I think I got to start, you know, pointing things out a little bit more better it's like time to you know move the lever up a notch a little bit so this is my new layout this is how i decided to do it i want to try and map out of course where we're going and i'm sure most people that are as bewildered as your average cnn person no actually they're not bewildered they're fed every day what exactly what to think and say but just maybe a common person, maybe you're feeling a little bit bewildered about where everything is going. I mean, as if I'm going to make the claim as a reality scout, then obviously I have to talk about where we're going, like what's up ahead. And yet I feel that everybody needs to still understand how we got here. Otherwise the future is too unbelievable. If you don't understand how we got to this point, then how are you going to understand how weird it's going to get at the next one? Anyway, I've titled this podcast, Oh Jesus, What Happened to Us? And that's not to use that name in vain. That is actually a prayer. And it actually is not mine. It's a group. It's not a group. Actually, it's one guy. Calls himself Five Times August. So yeah, hashtag Five Times August. Uh, He had a I don't know, I just, I ran across it, I don't know where, and I've listened to some of his other music, but he has one song called, Oh Jesus, What Happened to Us? And I'm not going to make it easy for everybody and make sure I leave a link down below, blah, blah, blah. I'm just no good at that stuff. If you're smart, you can find it. It's on the the crew tubes or snoo tubes or, oh, YouTubes, that's what it's called, right? Uh, although I heard he had a lot of trouble because he kept having to change the video because I think even some versions of it, you got to sign in as an adult to watch it. There's a, something I could put in there right there and make everybody go dig for it. Well, what the heck would be in there? Probably nothing. But anyway, he's got versions of the, of the song and the video that, that uh, you can just watch on YouTube. So, yeah. As your reality scout, I feel compelled to answer that question. Jesus, what happened to us? And I feel more qualified in that. As you probably know, I mean, essentially, that's what I did as as the Anomic Ranger, is 
tried to point out like exactly where, not necessarily as much where we were going, but how we got to where we were. And I feel more qualified because I'm old and I watched it all happen. And I've always had an interest in it. I've always looked at, you know, and I, uh, I don't know if I've ever shared it before, but I grew up in a, in a, basically a seventies, uh, style Jesus people church. And they were really big into end times and the mark of the beast and all that stuff. And I devoured every book I could. And it's always interesting. You know, I remember when I was about 16 years old, I, I was sitting there thinking about how I was putting this all together in my mind because I mean, things changed, right? Things went here, things went there and the guys would write books and then later on it'd be, well, that was dumb. I mean, the guy had no idea and he was obviously just guessing to, in order to write a book, but there were things that always worked and I always thought of it like it was like a puzzle, you know, and you got all these puzzle pieces and you always say with a puzzle, you start from the outside and work your way in, right? You get the edges and the corners first. And then you start working your way in. To me, the end of the world or revelation or whatever you want to call it, it was like that puzzle. And it was like you kept snapping in pieces. There'd be quite often you get a piece and somebody say, oh, it goes there. And you try, no, that doesn't fit there. And you know, I'm well into my 50s now. And I've been playing this game since I was like nine or 10 years old. And that puzzle, that puzzle is fitting together. There's only a few pieces left to put into the center. so this is how I'm going to break it down for season two so it'll be season next one will be season two episode one I'm going to break it down into these parts make it simple how did we get here where are we going and then of course what am I supposed to do and I can't leave that part out you know there's a part of me there's a piece of me that would like to leave that part out. Because that's the part where you really get in somebody's face. You know, like, how do we get here? Everybody can sit around and talk about that. It's not really, you know, anybody's individual fault. And then where are we going? Well, then you're, you're looking out into the future. You're looking into the crystal ball and you can argue about it and you can do all that. But when it comes down to, well, what am I supposed to do? Well... Then suddenly, then people go, wow, well, I'm not doing that. Or, oh, that's silly. No, I wouldn't. Uh, no, not a chance. Or, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that in spades. In fact, I'm going to do it twice as good as you. Hey, it's just, it's just, that's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. But, you know, I can't leave it out because there's so many voices out there chattering about our situation. But nobody gives any indication as to what to do. I mean, you can listen to Tucker Carlson. I mean, that's great. I mean, you can hear what he has to say and, you know, you can listen to him rant and rave and everything. But in the end, it's like you just shut the TV off and go to bed. And you could do the same thing with somebody on the left. I mean, 
they're they're shouting and saying well everybody should do this and we got to do that and you can agree uh but when it comes down to like what do i do about it well that's like i said where the rubber meets the road and yet i feel very unqualified telling other folks what they should do i mean the times being what they are and the big thing is it's like it depends on your situation it depends where you live i mean i live well behind lines of 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 um like socialist type politics i mean i live in western canada we're we're being shut down we're being slowly killed here our oil industry is being murdered intentionally and and i've i'm well on the ground there i watch it i see it i watch it happen so times being what they are i feel unqualified to tell you exactly what you should do but i think i can show you those old paths that are rolled back and maybe you can pick your way down and somebody a lot smarter than me can tell you how to keep going. So anyway, let's do an overview. How did we get here? Well, this is, when I say overview, I mean, I'm going to be painting in broad strokes here. So we got here by many means. Essentially, we sold our autonomy, our sovereignty, our freedom for security and convenience. I mean, why not? Everybody's working. Everybody needs to make their way. Everybody's raising families. Everybody's doing all this stuff. And someone comes along in a lab coat and says, Hey, citizen, if you just can buy this XYZ and apply it to this part of your life, you things will get easier. And by golly, you do that. And son of a gun, if things don't get easier, like that's a great salve or a great toothpaste or a great idea or a great book or a great whatever it doesn't really matter so you just learn to to start listening to those people at hey citizen the citizens of the west we have outsourced just about every aspect of our lives we don't trust ourselves on anything anymore nothing i mean maybe our our um decision on what which mints to buy but anything to do with medicine, education, politics, most of us, most people have outsourced it to the experts. We gave it all up to the guys in the three-piece suits and the three-piece suits and the lab coats. I mean, we just, we just did that. That's, we were trained right, right from the beginning. You got to school, your teacher wrote their name on the board you were told where to go. They rang a bell. I mean, it, 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 it's almost sick how much society has worked to make people do exactly that the rest of their lives. I mean, maybe when you're in grade one and making sure that you kept your lunch kit in the, in the cubby hole instead of putting it under your desk. I mean, that, maybe that's a simple little rule, but it's what you were told to do 20, well, not 20 hours a day. I was going to say 20 hours a day. No, school didn't last that long, six hours a day. But I mean, the better part of your life, essentially. 
So we gave it all up to the, these rules and the bells and the lab coats. And the big thing was, though, I think where they really got us is we were trained to see the future as inexorable. The future was going to go here. And they told us where the future was going to go. All the, the, the stories about, oh, nobody's going to need to work and, and there'll be so much more luxury and there'll be so many more innovations and you'll be able to hop across continents. And I mean, something came true. It just, the future is inexorable is not true. The future could change in a lot of different ways. But that feeling, that idea that, well, what, what can I do? I'm just one kid in a classroom who put his lunchbox under his desk instead of into the cubbyhole where it was supposed to go. You just got to learn to follow. And supposedly all this stuff was obvious to any educated person. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, well, everybody can see how this is going to go. The guy in the white lab coat says. I mean, we got to do this and we got to do that. And oh, oh we're going to overpopulate the planet and it's heating up and it's blowing up and, and, and we got to give more money to these people. And, and like, it's just, I mean, we see it now on steroids, but it's been there all along. It's always been there. They've always been telling us the guys in the lab coats and then and the suit coats and ties, they've always been telling us exactly how the future was going to go. And, and anybody who thought like, well, no, actually you could do this or, you know, maybe what the world needs, maybe what Western culture needs is maybe we need to get back to God. Oh, well, then that's just laughed at. I mean, oh no, the future is inexorable. It's, it's moving forward to here. It's not going there. Nobody realized that education itself was slowly changed. That future, that inexorable future changed from just becoming more scientific and becoming more smart and becoming more, to becoming more actually communist. That's how it was changed. It was a total bait and switch. We handed over our culture without even realizing how astroturf it had become. And each individual in our society that handed over that culture and goes, oh, well, shrug, I guess this is the way things are going. This is what people are looking at. I mean, let me look at, let me give an example. You know, I heard all my life, you know, they'd make these horrible movies. They would go out in theaters and there's blood and gore and sex and whatever else. And always the old people would always say, well, they only make those morally degenerate movies for the money because people go and watch them. If people would quit going to watch them, they'd stop making those movies. And I'm not so sure that that's the truth anymore. I mean, if you don't believe me, just look at Hollywood right now. Get woke, go broke. That's the way it works, but it doesn't stop them. They're not into the money. They don't care about money. The powers that are working now don't care about money. There are mid-level powers that care about money. They're, everybody's still trying to rape you as hard as they can for your dollars. There's no getting around it. But that's not what's motivating our society anymore. There's something else that's motivating it. That's how we got here. We believed that the culture was just going to go along and it didn't matter what we did. Well, it doesn't matter what I do. This is the way everybody's going. 
So yeah, and along with all this, then of course we got taxes and fines and fees and it just grew along and the government bloated up bigger and bigger bureaucracy. Small freedoms were continuously snuffed out along the way, like just like put out of it, put out of their misery. And people just thought, oh, it's just going to go that way. Well, we can't get rid of the government. Well, everybody wants roads. Well, yeah, what about the police and the firemen? Yeah, what happened to the police and firemen right now? That was not something that was going to go that way either. That was just, they were giving you that, it seems like. Now it's going away. And it's funny, the taxes are going to get higher. Kind of amazing how that works, isn't it? And the thing is, nobody got alarmed. Everybody just was lulled along. So here we go. In our overview for season two. What's happening? Well, I know everybody that's listening, if you're listening and your eyes are getting bigger and it's like, you know where I'm going. You can see where I'm going. And you say, well, that'll never happen here. They would never do that. Nobody could pull that all off. That's 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 too big of a c- 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 conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah, except it's not a theory anymore because it's happening in front of you. The conspiracy happened and it got us to this point. And let me tell you, if there's any person out there, including my old self, three, four years ago, if I could go back in time and talk to my four-year younger self and say, this is what they're going to do. They're going to say 15 weeks to flatten the curve, and then they're going to shut the entire society down, completely ruin the economy, keep people locked in their houses, and arrest people that complain. I would have said, you're full of crap. But here we are. So, I mean, how, how, did, how, did, how did they do it? How did they, how did they pull this off? I'm still talking about the past here. Well, when changes in the youth culture, uh, the adults said that's just a phase. Corruption in government, well, it's a few bad apples. There's always corruption in the government. It's nothing new. The higher and higher taxes, well, we need to vote harder next time. All the kooky ideas taught in universities. Well, they're professors after all. They're a bunch of eggheads up there running around with their sandals on. And you know, the kids will go along with it for a while, but they'll come out okay. We went back to our sports. We went back to our leisure. We went back to sleep. We went back to making money. Well, all the isms and the enemies of freedom slowly eroded the foundation on which Western civilization is built. That foundation is not, it's not forever. It was built by our forefathers. Truth is forever. But the foundation of our society could change into a complete lie. And it seems to be, that's where it was going. So, yeah, that's, pretty much what's brought me up to here we're still going to talk a little bit about how did we get here but well i need to clear my throat and take a sip of water 
So as you can hear, my friend, the how did we get here part of the enemy patrol will be very familiar to you from season one. Studying the past to understand where we're at. When you're lost, it's a good idea to study a map and understand where you made the wrong turn. If you understand where you made the wrong turn, then you can find your way and find the right path. But I can't be a good reality scout without becoming less subtle on the more important elements of our slide to demise. And that's the moral and spiritual side of things. I've always hinted on it. I've never left it out because you can't leave it out. But I think I got to be less subtle because I got to move ahead at a faster pace on this. I believe that this is a struggle between good and evil. I always have. But it used to be more hidden. I think the spiritual veil in our society, in our culture, in our world, in our existence, is beginning to get thin. And the forces of evil are, well, they're becoming so bold anymore. They don't, they don't care anymore. We need to look more, a little bit more carefully at the moral and spiritual aspects of these attacks that have cracked the foundations in the first place. Never mind the ones that are going to be attacking us directly. We have to look at this from both a societal and a personal viewpoint. And that's something that I want to get across. We can sit here and talk about society, society, society. And yet in the end, it's you personally. It's when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, when you're shaving or brushing your teeth or washing your face. Pretending that this existence that you live in is just a materialistic dance of random atoms is akin to kind of sticking your head in the sand or, or somewhere else for that matter. You're missing the point. You're not actually seeing what's going on. It's much deeper than that. So let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to the question of where are we going? Now this one, uh, it's amazing. You talk to people and it's like you start talking about stuff, this and that and something else. And it's like this question will come up. Yeah, but well, where do we go from here? Where are we going from here? What, what's the end point? What's the end game? That keeps coming up over and over and over. Now, this one's going to be different from season one. You know, something that we explored together more in passing rather than a focused topic. I mean, if you go back and listen to the past 21 episodes, I mean, at some point I say, well, if we keep going like this, this is what's going to happen. Well, it's happening. So a lot of this is going to be a simple extrapolation of the present course that our society is on if nothing changes. Every change is going to change the course, obviously. But I feel that in order to do this properly, I have to come to some realizations. We have to come to some realizations in order to move forward. And who they and here they are. They, these these are them. There's uh, how many did I write down? See, I should know this stuff off by heart. Three, I guess. Number one. Quit reacting to every reactionary proclamation of how stupid the other side is. How dumb is Joe Biden? How corrupt the capitalists are? How demented the left is? These are all just distractions that sow division. This is all just, this is a, this is, you're, you're, 
you're picking up empty shell casings from a war long fought. Like by the time the bomb blows up, picking up stuff is irrelevant. The plan for evil is, is fine with you harping on how hypocritical the other side is. They don't care. The leftist media and the politicians, they, they're, they're caring even less, I think, than the powers that be, if you want to call them that. It's like you're chasing bubbles like a hyperactive puppy when you, oh, look what they said here, and oh, look what Joe said over there. I mean, I'm not saying don't stop finding ways to mock these planners, these big shots that think they're so smart. That's just a weapon. But put a damper on your outrage button. Like, don't, don't, don't react to everything. They are going to do it. They are being blatant about it. They are taking over, and they're not making. In, they're not even pretending to find excuses or, or say that that's not what they're doing. It's kind of like a get over it already. They're doing this. They're going to keep doing this. They're not going to stop. There's nothing out there to stop them, except maybe God Himself. Number two, stop with believing that voting and regular politics, or at least quit believing that that's the path to righteousness. Stop thinking that, well, if we can just get the vote out different, Nick, they have already cheated on multiple votes. That's not going to stop them anymore. It's over. The leftist, communist, radical, they have it in the bag. It's why they think they've won. So stop thinking that, oh, if we just do this. Now, I suppose if you could come up with somebody with authority, I don't know who that would be. They would keep their mouth shut. I don't know who that would be. They could sit on the sidelines and see everything that goes on. I don't know who that would be. And they could come in at the end with a big stick and say, I saw everything that went on and you're going to jail and you're going to jail and you're hanging and you're hanging and you're getting fined. And these machines can never be used in voting again. Okay, okay. But uh, you, uh, that doesn't exist. Okay? So quit letting them put this vote thing out there like it's doing something. It isn't. Believe me, I've been burnt out at a long time. I live in Western Canada. I'm wondering if there's been a fair vote in Canada on the federal election most of my life. Because the East always voted these idiots in. And what would they do? Rape the West and spend the money. I've been living with that since I was 13 years old. I mean, I remember my parents being so, so broken down. And, you know, it's like, well, that Trudeau, and I'm talking about Trudeau Sr. now, idiot sticks dad. And, um, oh, we got to get rid of Trudeau. He's, he's ruining the West. And anyway, I won't go into it all, all the politics that was involved in there, but we, we just, we got to get rid of him. And so my parents would make sure they took time off of work to go and vote. They'd be driving away from the polls where they had dropped their little piece of paper in. They'd get back in the car and they would already be announcing the win in Eastern Canada. Because of the way our system works, it's, it's all about seats in Parliament and um, the East between Ontario and Quebec have all the seats. So my parents may have written that on a piece of paper and thrown it off a bridge. Anyway, number three, 
Stop with thinking about going along to get along. Stop thinking that if you just do as you're told, keep your head down, they're going to let you work a job and raise your family. And that's all you got to do is just don't make a fuss. That's worked up till now, but it's not going to work anymore. Now, I'm not saying rush out and get yourself arrested in Walmart. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't be an idiot. But don't think that if you just keep your head down and, 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 and hunch your shoulders and scuff your feet and say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, massa, or anything like that, that you're just going to get left alone to live this life of working your job, raising your family, kids getting educated and everything. No. No, they are in your life and they want it all. It's not in the cards. Those taking over have a horrible future plan for the common people. Okay? That includes, it's a great distraction of, of dying and disappearing and reducing the population. It's been the goal of the elite for a long time. They told us about it. They told us they, they chipped it into stone. They claim that the planet is dying. Oh, we hear that all the time. It's dying. It's dying. It's choking under the weight of too many people. Well, this has all been laid out. They've been laying the groundwork for this for a long time. I call bullshit onto the fact that the planet is dying over too many people. They say, actually, if you left people alone, we'd probably level out at 9 billion and then our problem would be not enough people. So I think probably we could go from 7.8 or whatever it is now to 9 because the curve is already starting to flatten just because people are having less kids. You know, you get one of those third world countries and they can make a little bit of money and they can get three meals ahead and they have enough fuel to cook their food and, and, and maybe even a hope that they can, I don't know, put something together for somebody else and make a little bit of extra money so they can buy another goat I, I i don't know but the richer people get the less kids they have so yeah they claim that the planet is choking under the weight of too many people I, i'm gonna call bullshit on that one i think i think the only thing the planet is dying under is the weight of too many power greedy psychopaths looking for power speaking of Power greedy psychopaths. Bill Gates even said the quiet part out loud back in the late 90s. He talked about the dying planet. Whoa, we have to reduce the population through birth control. But that wasn't all he said. Central planning. Wait, central planning. Wait, let me think. Where does that come from? Oh, yeah, communism. Right, central planning. Yes. And what else did he say? Vaccines vaccines i think i've probably said this before in, in my podcast but i'm going to say it again just think about that one bill gates i mean he's supposedly a smart guy right birth control okay you apply birth control less pregnancies less people got it central planning how does that one work encouragement of more birth control maybe shooting people in the head that's possible i mean good central planning it's like there's too many people coming out you know, and then you go shoot people in the head. But vaccines, there's nothing about a vaccine, nothing at all about it that doesn't, isn't supposed to do anything but save lives. That's it. 
really, if you wanted to lower the population, you would suppress vaccines. You would get rid of all vaccines. You would outlaw every single vaccine. No more vaccines. And then you would sit and quietly pray for smallpox or whooping cough or something. Not now. So we have to quit with the shocked faces and the the impotent outrage at all this. Pointing out the hypocrisies of the other side is nothing anymore. (gasps) They're not making any bones about it. The enemy is plowing right up the middle. Let me tell you how that works. Get people fighting, get them fighting, vaxxed, unvaxxed, get them fighting left, right, get them fighting black, white, get them fighting gay, straight, get them fighting, I don't know, pick a zillion, there's a zillion of them now. And then you have the people in the middle that are just, I'm just trying to go along to get along. I I have a job to do, starts early, ends late. I got kids to feed. That's a normal person. Yeah, well, this is where the enemy's coming up, right up that middle, right up that middle with a mower. And they are doing everything. If you look at it, they are doing everything to destroy, not just society itself. They don't care about individuals. Okay, everything to them is the collective. They are working on the collective. So they don't care if it's 14-year-old girls getting sodomized in a public school bathroom by a senior student in a skirt and demanding that he has the right to be there. They don't care if it's that. They don't care if it's, it's sports heroes that, that do demented things. They don't care if it's policemen that are quitting or, or they, don't, they don't care anything to demoralize and destroy and keep kicking at that center. Keep kicking at that main pillar. Keep kicking at that thing that keeps it all together, that makes people believe that, that we can work together and do things together. I mean, parents just learned, and I I predicted this. I I wrote an article in, um, or I wrote a podcast on my, I wrote a podcast. I wrote a a blog on my blog. Why I'm really doing well here. I wrote an article on my blog. There we go. I finally got it out. I can't even remember which one it was, no. But anyway, I basically said that, I I think it was when COVID was, first getting going and I was saying that there was going to be some good things come out of this and that's one of the things that's come out of it that really opened people's eyes I said you know parents are going to be at home they're going to keep their kids at home and their kids are being taught over the computer some parents are going to be standing over some kid's shoulder and he's they're going to be listening to what their students are being taught and boy did was I ever right on that one holy smokes I mean parents saw the garbage that their kids are being taught that the poison I mean, it's Luciferian. It's sick. And I mean, this whole thing, with this, this um, um, oh, what's it called? This racial hatred that's being taught in the, in the guise of, I can't even think of what it's called. Anyway, I think you probably know what I mean. I'm just, it's just on the tip of my tongue and I can't quite get it out. I'll get it out in 10 minutes and then I'll, oh, that's what it was. But anyway. And then look at that, what happened in Afghanistan, leaving those people behind. And you can't tell me that that wasn't done just to destroy the esprit de corps, the the U.S. military. Probably one of the strongest militaries that ever has been in the world, but it's not now. I bet you that kicked a good 20% just, just by ruining their morale 
I mean, to leave citizens behind the lines and then take your military out and just like, just leave everybody and leave all your stuff. Like, I would say it took 20 years, but I'd say the Taliban come out ahead on that whole score. Critical race theory. See, I knew I would come out. Critical race theory. That's what I was talking about before and being taught to students and, well, we're not teaching it as, as in actual class. No, you're putting it in every single class there. White people are evil. Black people are all good. Colored people have always been beat on by the, by the white people. And it's just teaching, well, it's teaching colored people to be victims and, and that white people are all monsters. Anyway, I'm starting to rant now. You know, and it's funny, there was a couple, I think maybe it was just one soldier, he was critical of the way Afghanistan was handled, and he was thrown in jail. And yet nobody that left all those people behind, nobody, not one of those military people, not one that was in leadership, anything happened to, not even criticized, no, not in the media anyway, not in the mainstream media. I guess they're calling it the legacy media now. And then all those people that just they got caught up in that protest on Cap on the Capitol Hill there on, on January sixth. And they've been throw they've been in solitary confinement in the USA. Land of the free, home of the brave. Man, it's tough to see that. Anyway, this is the way it's going. And this is what's happening. So where it's going from here, as you can tell, I got my work cut out for you, don't I? I have no idea because everything is so bizarre, but I'd say if we're going the direction that we're going, I would say it looks more biblical than anything I've ever seen in recent history. If there's anything that's had me snapping puzzle pieces into the center until we get down to the last one, it's what's went on in the U.S. in the last year. Suddenly, all those things like, well, how could that happen? Oh, there we go. Click, and it goes. So, yeah, as you can tell, as I talk about where things are going, things are going to get a lot more biblical. They're going to get a lot more spiritual. They're going to get a lot more real. All right, so we're into the last part, and this is the part where I know I'll ruffle feathers, if you have feathers to ruffle, if you haven't been plucked enough already by your government. What am I supposed to do about it? What am I supposed to do about it? Yeah, I see the way the world's going, but what am I supposed to do about it? Always tough to determine. Like I said before, it depends where you are. Uh, it depends on your means. It, it depends on... Well, let's just start at the basics, shall we? Get up off the couch. Turn off that boob tube. You're going to learn nothing watching that thing. Get yourself outside and get the stink blowed off of you. Go and do something real. Yeah. 
Go accomplish something. Shut off your devices. Get out of the news. Lay in supplies. Talk to your neighbors. Walk. Lift heavy things, etc., etc., etc. Get in the real world as much as you can. You know what? The real world is boring. I'll just let you know. You can even get addicted to sitting watching bad news over and over and over. They did this. They did what? Oh my, I can't believe. Oh, oh dear. Oh, you can get addicted to that. Your body puts out chemicals. Get in the world of taking a shovel and, and moving material from one place to another. Pound nails. Go for a walk. Explore. Write something down. Do something. Because if there's any place that you want to get into that's not what would you call hyper real, like shoveling gravel, it's, it's time to face the concept of the supernatural and, and that it exists. And if you don't believe that it exists, well, I, I don't know what I can do to help you because we are seeing evil being carried out in full display. What happened in Afghanistan was evil on display. That, that, that uh, school board down in the States there that tried to cover up the rape of a girl, that's evil on display. Now, I know there are many out there, and they're loath to mix the spiritual, the political, the physical, the psychological... And it's hard to do because of that. Because there's nothing that mixes it all. You know, the more spiritual part of it, like churches or whatever, they think that economic or political issues are not to be talked about. It should be just from the pulpit. It should be just spiritual things, godly things, biblical things. You know, and same with religious literature. I mean, there are some guys that write stuff that's both political. And, and I understand why people veer away from it. Because you get into the politics of the day and you mix the religious in or you mix the spiritual in, then when the politics all change, it makes everything that you said on the spiritual level look like idiocy. Okay? And then on the other side, you have the purely materialistic, and they sneer at concepts of things like repentance or prayer, or, you know, uh, blind eyes completely turn toward the ideas that maybe prophecy exists, or maybe prophecy is being fulfilled, no matter how accurate it seems to be turning out. Let me give you an example. This is in Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he causeth all, both small and great, talking about the Antichrist here, the beast, if you want to use that word, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one would be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark. Well, ain't we seeing pretty good um, how would you say demarcation of the pathway that it's, they're forging ahead for us you can't be part of society unless you do XYZ I mean right now it's one shot two shot three shot four five shot six shot seven shot more yeah but man as fast as things are going that could change really quick anyway moving on so as we move forward into this maddening world, we have to come to some conclusions in order to give us a mind frame in order to, so we can have a vision and, and, and to keep our mind from, well, blowing, having a sound mind. 
So here are some I just come up with kind of. Number one, this, what's happening to our society right now is not happening due to incompetent politics that will be fixed by a better democracy. I don't believe that. Now, maybe, like I said before, if there was somehow there was somebody in the room or there was some agency or there was some like whatever that could come in and, and, and would be would not want to take over for their own selves or whatever. If there's somebody you could do something that would make sure that was one vote and you could do it. But is there anybody out there that can do that? Is there anybody out there that has is there an adult in the room? Number two, get through your head that there is no need for secret phone calls, elaborate communications, smoke-filled back rooms, for all this conspiracy stuff to work together in a one-world government that is marching forward. The leaders at the top are doing the business of their masters in the spiritual realm and you might be oh no no i mean that how can it's not hard it's not like they need details i mean they could probably write it on their arm with a sharpie think about it number three not all people going along with this idea of the Great Reset are necessarily evil. Some might actually believe it's a good idea. There are stupid people in the world. And there are also a lot of scared and desperate people in the world that think that's the only way we're going to save the world because, of course, it's going to burn up if it goes above 1.5 degrees in the next 20 years or something. There are those people out there. You feel sorry for those people. You hope that when the world gets back to reality, they might show up on your doorstep and you can give them a warm bowl of soup and tell them everything's going to be okay. But the scope and the direction of this plan itself is pure evil. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't ever think, well, maybe the Great Reset isn't so bad. You will own nothing and you will be happy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to borrow a toaster rather than own one? No. No, this is just a way to impoverish and take away everybody's power and then kill everybody. And if you think that that's outlandish, like, oh no, they couldn't be thinking that. Why? That's the way Stalin went. That's the way Hitler went. It's like, don't you get it? These, these people, they have these great ideas and they have these, all the stuff that they're going to do. But in the end, really what they do is kill a lot of people. It's almost like something else is, I don't know, running them. Somebody else is behind the eyes pulling the levers, some other thing. Eh, just a thought. Yeah. Number four. The world is dividing itself between this concept of the elite, call them cloud people, call them whatever you want to call them, and the common people. Now, the elite, you could divide into those at the very top who, who knows what they're into. And then there's the, what they call a managerial class. That's the educated 
folks who really have a lot to lose, you know, doctors, lawyers, politicians, uh, upper management of large companies, upper management of large um, government agencies. Anyway, this hatred of the common people, and it's a hatred of a fire of a thousand suns. They hate you. They hate you. They, they think you're bad. They wish that the people of Walmart would all die in a fire. I guarantee you. And that hatred is not just because some of us look funny and it's not because they're that conceited or it's not because they actually think they're much better if you actually sat them down and had a discussion with them. I think the hatred is, uh, it's a power. It's a, it's a, it's something that is just flowing through. It's flowing through the culture. It's what the people of Walmart is what nobody supposedly wants to be. And yet in the end, just about every dang one of us ends up dragging toilet paper on our heel out of the bathroom or doing something that could make us just as good as a, of a picture in Walmart. I know I've seen some, some people and how they're dressed on the, on the high mucky muck end. And to me, they look just as ridiculous as the people that they find that, are wearing the wrong thing that are shopping in Walmart. So, but that is there. That division is there. Number five, I've said it before. There are no adults in the room. I'll say it again. There are no adults in the room. I'll say it one more time. There are no adults in the room. You are on your own. Do not expect anyone to ride to your rescue in a white hat. If they do, they could very well be part of the great deception. Don't ever forget that. There are no adults in the room. This is plain and simple. If there's any one thing that's come out of all this that's made me my eyes widen a little bit until they water is the fact that there are people at high, on the higher end of things getting away with things that I was expecting an adult to come in the room and say, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Some injunction, some judge, some, you know, high court person, some, you know, high part of the criminal fighting world. Is there not one Gibbs left in the world anymore? Apparently not. Apparently none that are going to do anything about it. Or apparently none that can do anything about it. Just remember, the only white hat that you have, the only one that could ride in maybe is Jesus Christ himself. I might make an, no, I shouldn't say I might make an exception. That's, I would make an exception. That's fine. But everybody else, like, I know everybody put a lot of stock in Trump. And who knows, maybe he'll get some few shots in. But for the most part, this giant bureaucracy that is grinding its way into hell. I don't know if there's anybody that could stop it. Maybe if everybody rose up at once, it might stop it. And I think that makes a lot of elitists get the night sweats. But the probability of everybody getting geared up at once, pretty remote. You get an individual or a few groups, ain't happening. Anyway, let's move on here. Number six, get yourself plugged into the creator of the universe. I'm just going to say it that way. Get yourself plugged into the creator of the universe. 
and just say no to all the hatred and the division out there. Don't fall into the trap of us versus them. Don't start hating the vaccinated people if you're unvaccinated or hating the unvaccinated if you're vaccinated. Don't start trying to find the group to blame for all the problems. Not even the weirdos. Just leave them alone. They're, they're, they're weird. They have no power. They have no more power than you do. They're out there with their pink hair and they're shouting away and they're waving signs, but they're, they're not the problem. Okay, they have almost no power. That's why they're like the way they are. So reject the very roots of collectivism and start to understand that you're dealing with evil on a high upper scale. And the way to defeat it is don't give in to the hatred. Don't give in to the division. Even somebody like that, even if they yell and spit in your face. This is the part where when Jesus says, turn the other cheek, I think this is what he was talking about. Don't give in to hatred of somebody that just, they're, they're just as, they're more lost than you are. Number seven, always remember that we can read the ending to this story anytime we want. The good guys win in the end. So, hey, stay strong. So that is it then. We move into season two. And like I said before, I always imagined that I'd change the artwork and change the music and like, woohoo. But we're going to head into season two anyway. I feel that the content is the most important part as the world turns so very real, I guess you'd call it. I hope to play my part in guiding you down the right paths, maybe. Offering you encouragement in the face of so much unknown evil still lurks around the corner. But I think there's also some good things. I think it's like an adventure. You move forward, you fight the evil, you rest in the good. And I think just reminding people to, you know, keep an edge in your knife. Keep your matches dry. Then you can deal with the unknown things that come along. Because life, and especially the way it's going right now, is really a one-time adventure. And you got to learn to live it that way. So until next time, my friend, vea con Dios, eh? <laughs>